You're listening to episode number 35 of the Nurture Me podcast. So today's guest shares some light on how getting into our bodies and moving them through dance can help us connect to them and promote a healthier body image. Lisa Riding is a Swedish law graduate who ran a sports shop, went traveling, and ended up starting a dance business in Colombia before starting to coach women on overcoming their fears and insecurities around their bodies to live a life confidently right now. She believes that if we can accept ourselves more as we are, we will be more accepting towards other women, and this world will be a better place to grow up in. She loves traveling, chocolate, workouts, hugs, and wine, and some of her biggest fears are the dark and wasps. She believes that life is meant to be truly lived and enjoyed, whatever that means to you. So I just want to welcome Lisa to the podcast. You're listening to the Nurture Me podcast, the only podcast that teaches you how to transform your physical and mental well-being so that you can feel your very best. We firmly believe that life is more than another diet. It's time to hear from the experts and support the self-love revolution. Here's your host, educator, nutrition and mindset coach, Jenna Lesner. Can you tell listeners more about the work that you do? Okay, perfect. So I am a body image and mindset coach for women. And basically what I do is I help and empower women to stop trying to fix their bodies and instead love and accept themselves the way they are right now so that they can live life confidently with true confidence, not just confidence connected to their bodies, but to actually feel okay and live life on their terms instead of waiting for for something that will come later. And it basically started with my own story. Like I, as many women, have had troubles with my body image and with food and all of those things. And um, I started sharing things on, on Instagram as a way of me to practice, take up space and not just be hiding in the background. And that de- developed into something, wanting to inspire other people to who are feeling the same type of things. And then when I started, like the coaching came later when I started thinking about maybe one day I'll have children and what if I have a daughter and I was just thinking about her facing the same things that I've gone through and I thought if I can do anything to inspire even a few women or help a few women to feel better about themselves and judge themselves less and like themselves more than that we treat other women differently because of it and as a consequence in the bigger picture that's going to make this a much easier world to, to grow up in so that's sort of like where my why is and that's why I feel so strongly about this I don't even know if I'll have children but that's sort of what triggers that like if I can do something to help that I need to do that so yeah basically I'm helping women detaching their self-worth from their bodies um, to just step out of their own shadows and live the most confident life that they can have right now. I love that. And I think that that's so key to recognize is like when I don't have children yet either, but like when I do, that's something that I've considered as well is how, how do I want my daughter or, or son, right. uh, To Mm -hmm. grow up in this world. And I think that as adults, we often forget that children watch what we do, right? They mirror us. And if they see you shaming, body shaming yourself for not wanting to pose in photos or, you know, refusing to put on that swimsuit and go play with them at the beach, right? They, they pick up on that and internalize that as that they're not good enough either. 
totally they see what we do like they you can tell them all they want or you want that they are good and and that they don't have to change anything but if you explain why you need to fix something because you come back and you've eaten too much or whatever they're going to pick up on all of those things so it's really awareness of that is making a huge difference yeah i'm i'm a nutrition coach so i work a lot with food and uh, a question i get a lot is like how do i get my my kid to eat vegetables or to eat healthier right i'm like you do it (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) no exactly and in the end like there's going to be there's periods of time where we eat certain things more and periods of time where we eat certain things less but our bodies know so much more so i think the the less we just try to listen to external rules and start listening into Mm. our bodies which is on the contrast to what most most people try to do then Mm. it evens out like we will get the nutrition that we need yeah for sure i love that so tell us more how you discovered dance. All right. So that's quite an interesting story, which is, well, not interesting story, but it's quite funny because when I come back to Sweden, like now people are used to it, but dancing was something that I never did. Like when I was, I remember taking like ballet classes when I was six years old, for like a month or something and being like in this little dresses. And then the next memory or the big memory I have from dancing is when I was 10 and we were doing like Christmas show or Christmas something for our parents in school and there was this group that were going to dance hip-hop dance and I really wanted to do that because I was like what the old cool kids do or did and there's one girl of my class she was supposed to put this group together I don't know how you put a 10 year old in charge of that but she was and so basically we had like you just in the schoolyard and doing some dance steps whatever and she laughed obviously she laughed because she was nervous she didn't really laugh we actually had a conversation about this later but this got so engraved in my mind that someone laughed at me so I didn't dance anything for years like even when I was in my 20s and I was going out to clubs I would move like to the beat of the music because I had rhythm but I would not like stand out doing none of that thing and then um when I went traveling I was traveling the world basically and I had the option or the opportunity to go to Cali in Colombia which is like this salsa capital of the world and obviously when you go there you have to try dancing and I was like well I'll I'll do that and I was going to stay for three days and I have now lived there for seven years and it was just me I just started I had never had hobbies I was always working studying and not having like my thing apart from that and when I except for traveling but you can't do them at the same time so and then when I got there then I started dancing it was just something that I was doing for for fun and I it didn't really it didn't really matter if I was good at it or not I was just having such a good time and forgetting about other stuff and um so since then I well that's how it all started just me connecting starting taking a few dance classes wanted to take a little bit more and in the beginning it was not even about being good it was just about learning more to enjoy myself more on the dance floor and since then I've been yeah it started with social dancing and then I've been competing doing shows um being having workshops for hundreds of people and I even set up a dance school there so that's sort of a weird take on that journey but so much fun that's awesome. I love that you just started it for for fun. I think that as adults, we kind of lose that that piece of like, we can just do something for the fun of it or, or play as Brene Brown calls it. But I think that that's amazing that that's no, totally. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sometimes I think it's even good to do something that we, we know that we're going to be really bad at just yeah. to allow ourselves to be in that situation. That didn't happen with dancing, but it could have been one of those things. And sometimes I almost wished it because then there is no pressure. It's just something that is for fun and nothing else. I yeah. think we're good. If we can find something like that, I think that's good for us. Yeah, it's humbling too, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And what impact has dance had on your body image? I think I was thinking about I've many times I've been thinking about this because dance is such a competitive area where it can be it can do great things for your body and image and it can do really horrible things as well. But if we for me what we were saying the first thing if I was just doing something for fun and I was enjoying getting better and better but I just enjoyed how it made me feel and I was moving my body allowed me to feel and connect with my body in a way that I had never done before I'd been doing exercise and stuff but not just because it was fun like this was just something and I keep coming back to that still today especially when I want to come back to my intuition and allow myself to just let go of the what should I do for my body and trust that my body knows and will tell me what it and I need because it's just so liberating just to to have that connection just to do and it's been really hard just improvising and not having like someone tell you you need to do this to that beat or whatever even in the beginning that was really hard for me then with dancing like I said like it can go two ways but and it makes it a lot harder to work on body image because you're faced with all of these things. Like you have to um, practice with mirrors and you have to, like I, I wasn't looking in the mirror and all of a sudden I'm doing dance in front of like a whole room of mirrors in a group. And it's impossible not to compare yourself to other people, but the comparison becomes less and less about how you perceive your body or in my case, how I perceive my body or my size in the mirror and more focused on how do I move how do they move so even if that thought came up I quickly uh, quickly had to switch and not think about my body as such but as the movements the lines and all of those things so that's like a type of mirror work that is like subconscious right we can do we talk about that a lot when we talk about body confidence to be able to look at yourself in the mirror but then sometimes it's so triggering that we just give up or we just do something but we're not actually taking it in this is like in your face in an hour or two hours or whatever time you're spending in the dance class and you're just there facing with there being a mirror and so automatically you need you become more friends with it become you learn to be okay with being uncomfortable and that's sort of where the where the job of that is and then with when the show starts and we have to wear like bikini dresses with like bling bling and stuff on it and so in in normal life we're like okay I need to get ready for bikini season there is no bikini season every month is a bikini season because you have to put on on the dress and can't you can't just be like no I'm not going to do that this month and you have to be okay with it your your weight is going to fluctuate And one thing that for me has been lingering a lot and I think is the one that is hardest to come over for many is maybe not the, the, that we want to lose weight, but that we get so afraid of it changing, going up again. And that definitely happened to me and was something that I have been dealing with a lot. And I think that's where I've done most work is the fear of weight gain, of changing back. Like when I started dancing, 
even if my intention was not to lose weight, my body changed a lot. And I got so many compliments for that. That's what we do. We, we mean really well complimenting people on changing their bodies. But then that fear comes. What if the day I can't do this anymore and it changes, then how will people react? And they will judge me for that. So instead of like just being, you become a, you, you have this constant in your mind that it might change back. And of course it will. Like you, when you're training on that level and you're doing all those um, exercises, the, the being active, dancing like eight times, eight, eight to 10 hours a day, of course it will change when you go on vacation or if you, even if you just stop dancing for a couple of weeks, you get injured. And every time that happened, I would have to, do the work again, remind myself my worth is not in this and face and mind. This is in Colombia where it's like just as normal to comment on someone's weight gain as it is as ask someone for coffee. It's like, it's a non-problem. Non like people, people talk about it. So you become really, really aware. And however hard that was, like in one moment, if this would have been maybe 10 years ago, I couldn't have handled it. But the fact that I was able to work through all these things while this was going on has made me so much stronger now because I was facing that at the same time. And also realizing that healing doesn't mean that I will never worry about my body. I will never have a bad body image thought again. Like, it's just that I don't get stuck in it. And I proved much of that to myself as well. Like, I'm having the thought, but I'm still doing the dance or I'm still doing that. And for me, just that's the competitive part of it but the, the social dancing of just going out enjoying feeling my body and no matter how weird I might feel or how awkward I might feel looking at my body the feeling of dancing just takes that away so and that I can that doesn't matter the size of my body I can enjoy that at all sizes that's not a different thing it's so beautiful I think that you kind of touched on a, a key point that I wanted to kind of elaborate more on the the compliments that we give people when they lose weight, right? I think that mm -hmm. it can send the message that maybe we're not intending to send. And I know that now I'm very intentional of when I compliment someone on anything really. And because you don't know the circumstances behind that weight loss, right? And I know I people in my life that have lost weight because they're sick and like to have compliments on on weight loss because you're sick is kind of like what like it's so confusing to the subconscious totally and it's like not all weight weight gain is bad not all weight loss is good mm -hmm. like that's the thing and I think in general it's as women um, most of us have a disordered like thought pattern around our bodies and it's normal and it's accepted like we should feel a little bit bad about our bodies it's a way that we connect and complimenting then on weight loss is saying that the smaller body even if you're not thinking about this consciously when you compliment someone saying oh you look really great you must have lost weight or you look so much tighter in your body you must have been working out you're at the same time saying that being that way is better than being bigger or not as turned or whatever so automatically we're just like confirming those judgments and they are normal to have but if we don't become aware of it it's going to get really really hard to to change and so like you're saying being aware of it and being very intentional about how we do it it's just our way we can't teach it to everyone but it's our way to at least show up and try to make a small a small change 
Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I, I myself went through a dramatic weight loss and I remember that was like eight years ago that it, the majority of it happened and it was a very hard time for me to receive those compliments because mm. it was like, Oh, now all of a sudden I, it's like, you're, you're telling me I'm more worthy, but I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I think that that's a huge factor. And if we can become more intentional in compliments and maybe, you know, not comment on someone's weight, because it's really, we don't know that it's none of our business, right? Totally. And I try to, like, I've been asked that by friends, and I just try, you can't, I'm not getting into a discussion about it. I will just be like, responding as if someone just told me, like, the most uninteresting thing in the world do a mental like eye roll and start talking about something else because I have I used to have friends where this was the only thing we talked about Mm -hmm. and I think like you were saying you were aware when you received those comments of what that did to you I've done um I've had two times where I've lost weight gained the weight and lost the weight and gained weight for different reasons and I think I wasn't even aware I was just really happy about the comments but obviously it did something to me because in the end, when you reach that point, like, where are you going to, who am I then? Like, I am the person who's good at losing weight, but when I've already lost it, how do I keep receiving that confirmation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that external validation, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think dance is or can be so healing? I would say mainly because of the connection between the mind, the body and the soul is sounds like really bit like a hoo-hoo <laughs> but even without thinking about it I think that's what it is because you can if you only do like choreographies and you just dance because someone tells you what to do and you learn it one to five and you don't feel anything that's not going to happen but if you allow yourself to feel the emotions of like what does it feel like in my body and especially if you enjoy it if you don't enjoy it then it's not going to work and I don't think like what you dance doesn't matter what type of music as long as it makes you feel and just express yourself and learn to connect to the feeling rather than the looking even if you don't want to look in the mirror don't do it but just learn to explore your sensuality for example like that's a big thing as a woman and maybe as a man as well but to allow ourselves to to feel and what does like when I move and also the learning to be in the moment because I think that's a really key point in all the healing that we try to do or all the internal work that we do is to not think about what it was not think about what's going to happen afterwards but just be in that moment with yourself dancing and if you dance with a partner with the partner and just connect and I think that's really really helpful in learning mindfulness and also, when we dance for fun, not expecting a certain outcome, just do it because it feels good. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter. And if you can get to that point and just start exploring and connecting, I think that is like the key thing, just the, your own connection to your to your body and your mind and your soul together. I love that. I think that we forget that any type of movement can be for joy. Right. And if whatever someone's form of dance is, if they enjoy something else, it would be the same type of mind body connection as long as you enjoy it. Right. And it doesn't need to be movement for weight loss or it can be. But, you know, I think that it brings in that form of like 
punishment in a way, right? Of like, I'm punishing myself that I need to, I need to lose weight. So therefore I need to do this as opposed to, I'm just doing this because I like it and it's fun and I get to move my body. That body connection piece. I, I see that disconnection a lot. I, I work a lot with emotional eating and, and body image issues as well. And th- I think that there is a big disconnect from our bodies I think as a society that I see a lot in my practice and having that connection with your body through dance I think could be really helpful for someone to you know learn to reconnect with their body and how it feels and what it moves and even how certain foods impact it right totally because I say when you do the um, do work on food and learning to to eat according to your intuition and intuitive eating those things spill over into so many many other areas and it's the same with dance if you can learn to connect with your intuition in dance then it's going to be easier to hear your body when it speaks to you in other areas as well so there are different ways that you can start to to connect with it whatever works for you and I also I think that dancing can I know it was for me it was a great point for me to just be like oh I can my body's actually speaking to me it's not just about external moving isn't just because I should be doing stuff no this feels good and if it doesn't feel tomorrow good tomorrow I don't have to do it tomorrow but it feels good today and I'll dance because it feels good are there styles of dance that you have found to be more effective for body image I would say no. I think it all depends. Like it's all about how you feel. So I was I started with salsa and then I did bachata and kizomba and then I've tried other stuff and they can do different things. Like I think I think that's where I started and now every now and then I try to get out of my comfort zone because I think that's a big part of growing confidence just being able to be silly and not like getting back into that we're talking about in the beginning of not knowing something and trying it anyway and be okay with that but as far as just like dancing and body image not that I can think of I think it's all about like what makes you curious what makes it feel good what seems fun do that and of course, if you want to work and at looking at your body, whatever you can do, and there are mirrors and all those things, style is like secondary to to getting moving totally. Okay. Yeah. So whatever you enjoy or want to try will be beneficial. I totally. Yes. And as someone who's never really formally danced before, how would you suggest someone get started? Well, go to Cali like me. <laughs> no, just joking. But yeah, I think don't think about learning to become good. Think about learning to enjoy it more. And like if you are curious about dancing and have never done it, like think about what type of music do you like? What type of music do you want to move to? Um, do you want to dance alone or in a group? Do you want to do partner? And then explore those things. And obviously look as well as what, what is available in your area. Also now with the pandemic, there's so many classes you can do online. So if you're not comfortable at first going to place, you can start jet dancing on your own at home. And if you want to learn, learn. If you just want to explore and dance, that's fine as well. And a little bit like we were talking about, don't think about it as something you need to do to exercise because then dancing is not going to become fun. It's going to become a chore. So just make sure, like do whatever exercise you want to do apart from it but keep dancing as something that is fun and enjoyable and remember it's it's about exploring you don't need to start by okay so now I'm going to be great and I'm going to sign up for three times a week and I'm going to go do all these things 
no try something for a while if there are like free usually they whenever um like in the fall and in the beginning of the year i think many people do like a week that you can go try different dances so that you get well i don't know how it is now with with um the pandemic it might be different in different areas but so you can start trying different different things and see how it feels and also try not to compare yourself to the people who has been there uh, longer or even if there's someone new who finds it easier like remember everyone was a beginner to start with no one became a professional without being a beginner first so don't get intimidated by the other dancers who know more than you they were you not too long ago and even the better you get you're always going to have other role models other things that you want to achieve so you're still not going to feel they don't feel like they've got it all together they still want to learn more they are still practicing and what i always say to to people who came to us to practice and dance and sometimes they would be even intimidated by me which is which I felt was weird but of course I've danced for some time now so that's normal it's just that I enjoy it well I do most of most partner dance so I don't do much solo dancing I enjoy dancing with every guy independently of the level that they are at as long as they are having fun and are treating me respectfully like that's a big has to be Um, But I don't care if they do the three basic steps for a whole dance. If they are enjoying it and they're doing that well, then that's perfect. I can enjoy a really good dancer as well, but it's not like we just want to do that. So just keep that in mind because otherwise we get so much pressure and we forgot it. And if you don't want to take classes and just want to stay dancing at home, just put on some music and move around whatever feels right. And something that I do and especially for having a bad body image day now it's hard because I'm not living in a place where I'm alone (laughs) but I would just get undressed like in underwear put on some music that gets me going and just move no mirrors nothing and that can also like we're talking about dancing and body image healing like that can be so because that's a way to really connect with ourselves so that's dancing too dancing doesn't have to be a structured one two three four type of counting thing it can be just feeling that's also dancing it's a different type yeah, I love that. It's such great advice. Do you offer online dance classes? I do. If you want to contact me, you can. I can do. I, at this moment, I'm not dancing with a school as such, having like I'm not part of the regular schedule that we do online. But if I have girls that contact me because they want to do salsa classes or kisomba or bachata classes, especially if they're girls who want to do it for because they're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, maybe with their bodies or whatever, I'm happy to do that. So just contact me on Instagram and I'd be happy to sort that out. I can definitely do that. Okay, perfect. So where can listeners find more Lisa then? Uh, The easiest way is to find me on Instagram. I'm Lisa writing, Lisa underscore writing. And the same on Facebook, Lisa writing. And that's where I try to every day I post something um, regarding body image or intuitive eating or ditching diet culture, confidence, all those mindset things. And yeah, my DM is always open. So feel free just write me i love to connect with with people who are who are interested and i do have openings as well for coaching right now so that's also available from just write me a dm on instagram and i'll give you all the details totally wonderful well perfect i will put some links to that in the the show notes for you and if uh, anyone listening wants to reach out to lisa you can find some links there and thank you so much for joining me today lisa it's been a pleasure Oh, thank you, Jenna. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the invitation.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you're feeling empowered with this information to nurture your own body, mind, and spirit. Did you love the episode as much as I did? And if you did, be sure to share this with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of the episode, sharing it on Instagram with your biggest insights, and be sure to tag me. If you aren't already following me on social media, come join me on Instagram at Simply Nurtured for daily inspiration or check out my website, simplynurtured.ca. And I really want to make sure that you know that you're supported on your journey. If you have not already joined my incredible free library of resources that include recipes, meal plans, mindset workbooks, webinars, challenges, a Facebook group, community, and free trainings, head over to simplynurture.ca and select free library in the menu to get on this exclusive free content. And be sure to share that link with your friends and enjoy. We'll see you in the next episode.